0: no other than Yasmin my friend Yasmin here today to talk about breastfeeding but uh, even though she's a lactation consultant and you know has a large experience in breastfeeding but today we are not going to talk about milk we're going to talk of the other less spoken of aspects of breastfeeding which is bonding so just give me a moment while I bring her in Okay, so just to give you a little bit of background, you are. Um, this is our fifth pathway of bonding. And this series is primarily for parents. We've been talking about babies endlessly, but this is for parents. And the premise is that parenting shouldn't be so hard. And what we've discovered is that nature has given us these wonderful pathways of being with the baby that enhance and, and promote bonding. And so we are today talking about breastfeeding as one of those pathways. So it's going to be more than feeding, more than milk, and more than the, the women are taking and the narrative around breastfeeding. So over to you.
1: Yes, Divya. So um, very recently, uh, whenever there's a pregnant mother who comes into the clinic and she says, I, I want to prepare myself so um I'm doing the right things and I want to have a good start uh, with breastfeeding and I don't want to have issues, especially with my milk supply. This is the talk that normally mothers bring in during the pregnancy. And um, it takes a little shift to move the conversation off the milk into a deeper senses of um, um, how is breastfeeding going to allow you uh, to, to move into the role of becoming the mother. You know, so that's the pathway that we are talking about here. That's the pathway we are talking about here. So um, mothers usually uh, during, uh, during pregnancy, when they're talking about this, they do get a little surprised that I'm not talking too much about the milk. And I'm starting to move into a different conversation. They say, oh, is that, is, I've never s- seen that side of it. Or it is taken as something that is, um, oh, by the way, it, that's also there. You know, that's the conversation usually mothers have or at least the way the, um, the information that seems to be available in the internet, there's not much that talk, that's talked about how, do you, how is mothering through breastfeeding? How does that part of it play a role in your life? And I feel that's a very, very significant part of um, my own journey uh, many years ago when I read the book um, uh, of Lalich League, It was published by Lalich League. And that's a fantastic book to read. And I think uh, you did do a review of it. Some One of your uh, lactation consultant did do a review of the book that was published by Lerig Now, that introduced me, or rather reintroduced me to the understanding about how can I mother my child through my through pathway of breastfeeding. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, Divya, in uh, many other pathways that you were talking about before this, about um, physical connection without any particular agenda Uh, You're just carrying your baby through a baby wearing. And then how can you start to look at the cues of the baby and start to connect and understand the needs of the baby? That's what we were talking about. And I cannot tell you how close we are or how naturally primal we are through breastfeeding to be able to connect with the baby in a way that physically allows you to come back to your baby several, several times a day, physically connecting with your baby. Uh, so that uh, the process of not understanding mothering through the mind and moving through understanding the baby with the body is the best way to kind of get into the fundamentals of developing a very healthy relationship. And I feel like the uh, breastfeeding, uh, breastfeeding as a pathway to the mothering, um, allows you to build those blocks of relationships that can last a lifetime, or rather, um, you know, the best way to kind of um, put those fundamental bricks, uh, blocks that that kind of builds, how does the child look at relationships in their life, not just with the mother, but with everybody else in the world. And when that is missed, we we get to see a lot of, um, um, you know, demarcation of how um, violent relationships are how toxic relationships can become, even if they are intended to come from the place of love. And so, realigning back to mothering through breastfeeding becomes uh, such a primal force to understand how can I build those blocks in the most safest, most natural, most primal way. And uh, to just give you a little bit, uh, you know, insight into that, I kind of actually. Um, drew up a beautiful flower in, in my computer, actually. I, I, I don't have a place to show that to you on Instagram. Uh, but um, I was looking at what are the different aspects that actually allows uh, breastfeeding to then allow, you know, build in. It's a relationship, Divya. And mm-hmm. very often when we start to say uh, that we go by the child's cue to breastfeed, we often forget the factor that there is also a mother in, in the equation. You know, demand feeding is uh, something that you might have heard about as a term that's used primarily in breastfeeding circles. Uh, we want to move away from that understanding because when we talk about demand feeding, we feel like there is, um, there is a demand that's coming from another partner in your relationship yeah. that has no uh, sense of equanimity. You know, the sense, of, yeah. the sense of partnership is not there when we talk about demand. Yeah. And I'm not sure where we are heading to when we start talking about demand feeding. What we are looking at is Q feeding, which means that I have certain needs and those needs have been placed. So how can I fulfill that from my side as a mother who is breastfeeding? So we do need to move away from the languaging of demand feeding to Q feeding. And that brings in a a fundamental understanding about how healthy relationships should be. You know <clears throat> I, I am I'm, I start to think that maybe demand feeding will be a wonderful example of how toxic relationships can be there, uh, there is a need for us to move away from that language, you know? moving from demand yeah. to cue feeding and that I yeah. think changes the worldview of how healthy relationships can be placed first of all yeah and I have so many mothers who come and uh, desperate to know how can I balance this relationship at when the child is about two years old or when yeah. the child is about three years old, toddlers who's constantly demanding to feed and mothers are burnt out completely. Yeah. And they don't yeah. know how else can they balance it out at that point. And they start to, you know, build up uh, their uh, emotions of guilt because they feel like they're not able to meet the needs anymore. Or rather they're failing somewhere by not being able to offer the breast when it's being demanded. And that's coming from the place that it never really did start on the right note. That's true. That's the point that we need to. That's the point that we need to look at from a breastfeeding point of view. And so this helps us then um, teach the uh, one of the most important lessons of life, of conflict resolution. Yeah. <laughs> which I think we struggle with in the world today. I think all of us struggle with it. Either uh, the only way we know how to kind of resolve a, a problem in a relationship is to kind of exuberate it by passive aggression, Divya. So passive aggression is seen in almost all relationships today, not just but also at a political and economic level as well, at a country level, you know. So this is coming from the place of not knowing how can I resolve a conflict when, when it arises in a relationship. Yeah. And we take the pathway of being passively aggressive about something, trying to give the other person the signal that I'm not happy in this relationship. And how can I change those factors that will be much more healthy of us? Yeah. And how can we go back to breastfeeding that allows us to teach conflict resolution? Yeah, that's an interesting
0: thing. During the exclusive
1: feeding period. Yeah. Yes, Q-based feeding for the first six months of life. And when we start, uh, when we start uh, solids, giving the sense of autonomy and then still keeping a place of a boundary as a mother, knowing where the limits are and teaching the children the limits. I think it's very, um, very important because as they grow, they start to sense that, okay, it's, uh, but the baby has to start to learn to separate their beings with their mother as they wean from the solid stage, which is six months to about three to four years until when they actually wean themselves on. And that's such a fantastic period to back and forth learn with the mother what are the dynamics of those relationships? What are my needs of the mother? And what are the needs of the child? Yeah. And if it becomes very child centric, Divya. Uh, I I start to wonder where are we heading there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, From a no breastfeeding relationship to a breastfeeding relationship that can be overbearing and over demanding. So both of it can be kind of extremes for us. So we can see how we can start to interact there, where toddlers can understand when the mother says that, I feel that, you know, you can wait for a little while until we are back home or, you know, those little things that the mother does those are boundaries that she's setting in a relationship and a child does understand that and the best the place for thing. yes and the best place for a child to understand is in the relationship of trust which is breastfeeding such a fantastic safe relationship for me to learn how to negotiate to learn how to respect yeah. to, ha- to draw boundaries yeah. around it all of that can happen and even if the child is whining and crying um you know showing that um, you know i absolutely need the my needs to be met it is still done in a relationship that's intimate that but allows forget, those uh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah not to forget that at at the toddler stage you have already laid the foundation that i am here yes. to meet your needs that we are in yes. a equable relationship, that there is no reason yes. for me to not meet your needs. So if today exactly. after 18 months or 19 months, I'm saying give me five minutes, then there's already that yes. foundation that I don't have to scream and shout for it because it, it's a given in exactly. my life, which is exactly given what given the bo- bonding mind. mechanism, which is the bonding mechanism. Yes,
1: Right? that's not, true. And, and that first six months allows the trust to develop, no Divya? Yeah. That trust yeah. has already been laid in the first year of your life, and then moving into the second year is, is such a beautiful relationship to then, yeah. um, you know, learn the more complex dynamics of any relationship for that matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but also, interestingly, very, very I'm
0: critical. Yeah, I'm also thinking, yes, men, that when the mother is off offering cues, she's. I'm here for you. But I also believe that you're capable of telling me what you need. So it's striding it's both respect and care in the same phenomena, yes. which we tend to, the line gets a little bit blurred when we take it upon ourselves that, oh, we have to do this, which is the demand feeding, that I have to do it versus, you know, I'm going to schedule you. So both ends. So yes. here are, you're yes. saying that and, and how do you teach a child how to respect somebody is by showing them what it feels like in their own bodies. And, and it's interesting you said loving with your body because in the beginning the baby all the baby has really powerfully is that little body because the brain is yet to come online completely. So the only way they can understand is That's not in good. the language of the brain but of the body. So how
1: interesting that That's this true. is all getting tied in.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and And then if
1: you look at it, yeah, and if you look at how the growth has been for us, uh, you know, as adults, we start to go back when we start our healing processes in life sometimes. We realize that much of it has been stored in the subconscious self, yeah, which is your programming uh, layers of your brain. And uh, the first seven years of your life, you are by default in that subconscious self you're only feeling through the body and you're only learning through the body. So there cannot be a closer, uh, you know, fit in of breastfeeding um, and mothering through breastfeeding in that aspect where we are teaching through the body rather than by, um, you know, communication that is more verbal for that matter.
0: So uh, interesting. You say that Yasmin, because a lot of people, when they think subconscious, they think it is something esoteric, you know, it's not tangible. So just to explain that when we say you're in your subconscious, that means it bypasses your thinking mind, but it is definitely tangible in your body. It's actually called an implicit memory, but you know how it it triggers back. So It's not in your voluntary control. It's not in your conscious mind, but it is triggered uh, through certain emotions that arise in you, but also procedural memory which means things that you have bodily done over and over again as adaptive mechanisms in those times. So a child who's being met is actually having an approach. So they're looking forward to approaching relationships in life because in their experience, relationships are yummy. But as a child who has to
1: constantly negotiate, constantly negotiate. Yeah. I mean, you're learning skills of negotiation and best way to be diplomatic i guess learning how to be diplomatic about relationships and get your needs be still be met while you're being yeah. uh, offering the love and, and there's an exchange that's that's a very healthy exchange that's happening there yeah. but also uh, the smallest example i can give which is easier for us to understand divya is that uh, whenever there is an um, uh, sense of an um, you know Uh, when the child is growing, there's often a talk about independence that, you know, I need to teach my child in independence, right? And so we are moving away from understanding how do human relationships actually thrive, which is more an interdependence than independence. You know, there is there is a pathway from moving from knowing yourself, which is autonomy, and also knowing how can I interdepend with each other, because there's no way that a Human race can survive without an interdependence. And that is uh, such a great example of mothering through breastfeeding. That part of it comes there. Now, another Mm -hmm. example, just to understand your implicit pathways that you were just talking about, which is a bodily uh, learning. I feel throughout life, we only do bodily learning, Divya. It's it's rare that we do any learning through the mind, you know, and when we do, it is just there. It's nothing has seeped into our bodies there. So uh, the smallest example of that is when you grow in, in a household where there's a um, love for cooking, for example, the parents, mother especially is cooking, uh, and you, you moved away from uh, from your maternal home, then you suddenly realize that your the, the cooking that you're doing is very similar to what your mother did. And not necessarily that she's taught you how the recipes work, but simply because you've being around in that environment, you, there is an implicit memory that gets stored up in your body, which is your bodily learning, you know. Yes. So other examples of bodily learning could be swimming or cycling. Those are aspects as well that comes from uh, bodily learning. And those experiences can only come when there is a constant bodily interaction of a relationship, fundamentals of relationship that happens through breastfeeding at least about 15 times a day. I think that's the frequency of how many times a young baby would breastfeed. And even a toddler, for that matter, never really drops the number of feeds, Divya. There are number of times the mother uh, still gets connected with a toddler, even if it's a brief period of time that's not comparable to a full feed that happens in exclusive breastfeeding period of time. There's a constant return of that little child who's running around, being happy and learning different things in life but coming back to home to connect to uh, to, to make sense of those experiences that are happening yeah. in the toddler world you know so um, uh, i really feel that's uh, the fundamental part of it now apart from that there is also um, a sense of knowing um, you know making a physical eye contact divya and uh, in the world where we are moving towards special needs and Increasing number of babies um, babies and young children who have been termed as ADHD or, or, or being on spectrum, autism spectrum. Uh, I think we need to go back to looking at the fundamentals again of the interaction between the mother and child through breastfeeding when there's a direct eye contact that's constantly happening. And what does the eye contact even mean in a larger sense? It's about being present. It's about... Um, It's about bringing your senses together in the moment. And when relationships are being moved away from the healthy space, the first thing that occurs is losing eye contact. When we are upset with people, when we are angry with people, or when we are frustrated with people, what we do is to not make an eye contact. Because that's an image of your heart from how I feel within me. And in a relationship that's loving and trustful, the first thing that occurs is making an eye contact. Yeah. Yes. Right. In and, fact, you're so proud.
0: Sorry, carry on. I just, I just, you just, go kind ahead, of, go ahead. I get these light bulb moments. In fact, we have a system in our brain, which is again, physicality. I love neuroscience that our retina is sending in information which is not being processed by our thinking mind, oh, you know, this is what I'm seeing. But as soon as the retina collects that information, it goes to a really primal part of our brain that actually moves our head to make that sensory connection. And it's there for babies the minute they are born, it's there. So when they hear their mother's voice, they they naturally move and it is an involuntary action. You'll do it in a crowded room when you hear somebody familiar. Right, you'll ori- orient to their voice. And you orient, and yeah. these are biological systems that are set in us to create bonds between human beings. But it starts right from the beginning. Sorry, um, I, really, yeah. I it, love it. It starts right with from you. the beginning really at
1: breastfeeding, and the yeah, I mean it's so beautiful that the position that the mother takes normally to breastfeed, it makes eye contact the most easiest and most primal. It's so beautiful that it naturally just happens that you're looking down um, into your babies uh, when your baby is in your arms, and that uh, that happens several times a day, and that it becomes uh, such an important aspect of what you're talking about. Again, the imprints that we are picking up to uh, develop a healthy relationship in life. Um, so, uh, and then deepening the trust factors, I think deepening the trust pathways are very important because. You know, it's not enough that we have had a certain period of life. Pathway. Yeah, so the trust, uh, the trust pathways, uh, it's not enough that a certain a certain part of your life actually was met with good trust and then it's enough for us to kind of ca- carry on through life. But it's it's a pathway that you need to revisit again and again and again to cement it through the entire childhood and no better way than to have that five years or four years of breastfeeding that constantly occurs, um, that allows that pathway to kind of be really cemented, Divya, that allows us to then carry that trust on in our life so that it's, um, you know, we are not kind of dissociating whenever there are difficult times in our life. We are able to go back to that bodily feeling of connecting with people. That's another, um, you know, aspect of mothering through breastfeeding. And, mm-hmm. um, What else would you like to touch upon? It's it's a subject that kind of just brings in the deepest of me. So I just, I feel like, how much do I cover? You know, I just keep wondering about it. I
0: just find that there is an enormous amount of um, emphasis on the milk. Yes. Right. And then pump it, store it. And we're talking about three months of storage. But we're not talking about the biodynamic nature of that milk. That is meeting the baby's need on um, by queuing from the baby's other pathways in yeah. the moment. Yes. So talk about that.
1: Yes. So yeah, that's another interesting part of it because there's so much conversation around the milk. that We have lost the sense of what are the other aspects here at all. And we just put it under one label of bonding and then we forget about the whole thing. But there is a bio- bio, uh, biophysiological process called the interomammero pathway, Divya. And that intero mammary pathway, what it does is that when a baby is in a certain environment, uh, let's say a daycare, you know, or maybe, maybe somewhere outside the house or maybe in, even in the house. So what happens during that pathway is that when the baby picks up those, uh, that environmental cues, physical cues I'm talking about in the baby, and the way, when the baby goes to the breast, that path, those um, information, the environmental information is then passed on through the breast to the mother's body. Wow. It's not just the, what mother gives from the body, but it's the other way around I'm talking about. So that information is then taken and processed in the mother's body and then re-prepared to respond to that through the milk. So the intero memoral pathway is such a fantastic way to understand how that physiologically and biologically completes that cycle of being in the environment. And it's it's sort of being live, like the Insta live that we are. It's nowhere close to being a recorded session, right? You're just having an interaction which is constantly there. So when Divya is picking up some, some conversation about what I'm saying, then she comes up with another thought. And so there is an interaction that's happening, which is live, which is very different from something that's being stored away. Yeah. Or we are picking yeah. it up and then thinking about it as the same. So in the moment. So that is irreplaceable um, uh, in any other form of feeding, Divya which is even pumping and uh, storing, I'm talking even about mother's milk being stored away, that it does not replace what happens in a live breastfeeding session. Yeah, Uh, yeah. so that's another aspect which I think most of us may not be aware of. And we need to bring in that understanding as well that allows us to then not separate the components of the mother, her mothering, her breast, and the milk. (laughs) Let's put and then them put all, all the weight in, on the yeah, mother, and then yeah. put all the weight on the mother, so let's bring in all aspects together, which is the milk that she uh, she passes to the baby, which is her uh, which is her, which is basically she's sharing her body with the baby that's one part of it, but brings back the breast to the mother and the breast is then with the mother, and then she's she's kind of nurturing that baby with her body and with her soul that um, that part is very um and I think the industry then. Um, you know, tries to separate them and bring, bring in as much research to kind of support their, um, their worldview view uh, to make sure that they are separated these components so that they are, you know, they, I mean, the way we are moving through life, uh, it makes it more convenient and it kind of sits together with busy mothers with um, having a pump, which is okay. It's a pathway to nurture. There is absolutely no judgment to that aspect as well because that's a reality of life. But at the same time, I think it will be a disservice to parents and mothers if we don't let them be aware of the other aspects that we, have, we haven't been talked about. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, so those mothers are actually doing what they think is the best for their child. Exactly. In their defense, exactly.
1: in their they are, defense. They're,
0: not, they're not doing wrong or anything. No, they're just no. doing what they feel is best. Yes. What they didn't know is what is the loss that they have. So the idea is that they get all the the whole picture. Yes. And then, of course, decide what works for them because we started with saying that it's a relationship. Yes. So the baby's cues and the mother's needs both come and balance each other out. And I think it starts with a fundamental idea that every parent does want to do well for their child.
1: That's true. Uh, Absolutely. That again comes from a primal force of trusting that they are always going to be the best decisions from the parents point of view is information and understanding and their experience in life so if we are able to provide them all the, all the different components they will make the decision that is best in their scenario in their life and yeah. if there has to and i also want to place here divya that if there is a need for us to compromise on the system by doing what is practical in their life at that point do it with absolute surrender. That's another aspect that we need to bring in because yeah, that, yeah, because there's no point in doing that compromise with a load of guilt that we are carrying, that we are going to pass on that energy to our babies and the growing children yeah. that we have. Yeah. So, yeah. In, so given the scenario, I'm surrendering to what is best possible for me and bring it with a wholeness because, uh, uh that's another part that i just wanted to talk about when you look at a glass of water it's whole when you look at a drop of water it is also whole yeah. so yeah. it's always yeah. complete no matter in which form it is the it's always going to be complete and we need to give that roundedness and that unique quality of its wholeness only when we come bring in that aspect of surrender love surrender and trust um and nothing better than doing it through mothering through yeah. breastfeeding
0: yeah yeah maybe we must hold the idea that it's not what we are not doing but what we are doing that matters
1: yeah that matters that respect
0: true. for yourself respect for your circumstances and just a simplistic uh, you know it's a um, it's a singular way of looking rather than a duality of right and wrong and less than more Hmm. This is who I am. This is what I is there and I'm available to you. And maybe that could be enough. I, and, and for, I, I know for babies it's enough. That's I true. know that babies yeah. feel intention and energetically more than what you actually do for them.
1: That's true. Absolutely. So, because so, it's you know, body again. Though no means. No means. Yeah. Yes. And it's pre-verbal Divya. So their stage of life is pre-verbal, which means that a lot more experience is happening at an energetic level. And they are constantly feeling it. And if mothers are anxious and they're carrying guilt along, and they are they are constantly, uh, you know, in a roller coaster ride of their own emotional aspect and their own situations in life, that's all of that is being passed on as well. We are passing all of that on. So uh, knowing those circumstances, knowing how to kind of balance that out uh, will be a great place for us to have that. Um, you know, knowing your own needs, I think is very important. And mothers need yeah. to know that they, they need to define their needs. What are their yeah. needs? And how can I place that? And how can my yeah. partner support me in this journey? Or how can my family support me in this journey or society support me in this journey? But if they are moving in with um, uh, most like most mothers do, especially Indian mothers where we, uh, you know, push ourselves beyond our endurance levels for everything, you know, and in the world where we're talking about demand feeding and then baby led weaning and, you know, all of those aspects, I think we are imbalancing it completely from one aspect to, to, to the other side, which is another extreme levels of it. So we need to know yeah. how to balance that out. Divya. Yeah. So um, yeah. sensitivity, I think respect and sensitivity is uh, another aspect that comes in very deeply for me when uh, during the breastfeeding relationship, especially during the teething time, uh, yeah. Divya. So when the baby is uh, just, um, you know, having those different sensations in the body, in the mouth, when those teething, uh, teething process is happening, which is very phenomenal uh, process in the body. Uh, it's almost like I equate it to labor. You know, when the teeth are actually laboring and coming out through, okay. you know, erupting on the uh, on the gums and actually coming out. It, The process can be as similar to what a labor is. So if if during that time the baby tends to kind of you know uh, want to be breastfeeding very often and the the need is much more higher especially during the nights constantly being attached to the mother's body and uh, breastfeeding throughout the night and not even for a minute sometimes those babies would let go of the mother you know. So those are times when mothers can extremely get overwhelmed. Now knowing that at, at that point knowing that baby's need is there they sometimes end up biting the mother you know yeah. because they're just figuring it out it's like they're gnawing at their, their gums that are sore and they're feeling sore about it and that interaction when the mother expresses that she's hurting is the first step of learning how do i to draw needles. boundaries yes yeah to brown boundaries that that i'm placing to it and this is mother, it's, it's not a plaything or it's not a toy, it's the mother's body. And how do we respect that? And this then becomes the fundamental of how, um, you know, later on in our relationships that are more in uh, lawful relationships of marriage or otherwise other relationships play a significant role in, in sexuality education, actually, you know, how do I keep boundaries of it and how can I not abuse another person? Uh, such as child abuse, or um, you know, issues of rape. All these things will go back to what did I learn in my infancy? Yeah, and especially it has a far-reaching. Uh, it's far-reaching, a, it has a yes far-reaching effect and profound effect of it. Profound effect of it, and uh, that and, and just having a breastfeeding relationship relationship is not going to complete that divya. Many of, of those aspects the mothers have to work on them to know how to kind of bring in those aspects to, uh, you know, work through your breastfeeding. So those, those fundamentals have been picked up by the baby. But if I'm going to be drawn in um, understanding of, like, like I said, the demand feeding, I'm going to just be burnt out through the process. So many mothers become uh, breastfeeding mothers burn, burning out in breastfeeding. So I, I don't think that it's a topic even that's even discussed, Divya. You know, I, it's in, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. It's
0: interesting. It's interesting that the very hormones that promote breastfeeding, considering that the world has this obsessive need for milk supply, the very hormones are actually, um, uh, you know, they they protect you from burning up.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. The
0: very activity that should actually promote mental health. And buffer against depression and stress are the very activity that is actually taking these women to a burnout. To so a burnout. Obviously, obviously, we've missed a very critical path here. There's yes. a very critical piece that is missing. Yes. That the very pathways that were integral to us being human, human education, not in terms of mental education but humanity education of compassion of love of service of nurturing of caring, are now becoming the pathways that are actually stressful yes and all we are learning is that how to you know get more how to demand more how to get you know uh, be good enough how to make enough milk. so these are all performance issues now and it's so strange that we've taken something that nature had given us so simply yes. so rewarding for both people Yes. to become something that is a struggle for poor people. And I think that was really the premise of this conversation. It was just a start. This conversation cannot be completed in an hour or a day or a month. It's years and years of the flipping of the paradigm of what is simple, complex, but really, really simple. Yes. And
1: human. It's such a leveler of... Uh, it's a uh, breastfeeding, uh, if we understand it from the, uh, from the perspective of what we've been discussing, Divya, it, uh, it lets you level out many aspects of it, like what you mentioned about compassion, love, respect, autonomy, boundaries, and all of that. And more significantly, the subservience, the, the, you know, the quality of subservience that we have predominantly set in many of the cultures, especially Indian culture, where the service is beyond our endurance beyond a capacity of what a mother can take sometimes. And if she starts to balance that out and know that this is a great place for us to uh, set those things right, uh, I I would imagine such a wonderful society that we will eventually nurture into. But we will have to move away from languaging, Vivian. We will have to move away from the current languaging that we have. And so mothers can kind of start to feel empowered rather than, oh, I... I'm stuck in this relationship that I have to kind of complete at some point, because she feels the duty to do that. And there's so much promotion for breastfeeding. So there is a lot of demand on mothers. And I I can't tell you how many of uh, the mothers come back and say, I feel like I'm pressured to be in this relationship, or to be doing what I'm doing. And I still want to be giving the best for my child, how can I understand this better. Mm -hmm. So balancing this out is um, knowing. Uh, that for her it's the best tool the nature has given. Uh, that when a, when the, there's a need for the baby, all I need to do is to have my breastfeeding available for my baby at any point in time, meeting all the needs that the baby requires. Rather than me cognitively thinking, "Oh, is my baby needing this or this or this?" It doesn't really matter. Just, yeah, it doesn't really matter because it's so easy then to just meet those needs very very easily. Especially a growing child, um, you know, beyond one year, where nutrition starts to become much more, um, you know, taken care of, because there is also solids available, but the rest two or three years, can you see that interesting part of it, Divya, that, you know, the exclusive breastfeeding period is only six months, approximately, going up to a year, and the rest two or three years, or maybe even four years, go on, which is a larger part of your journey of breastfeeding than the exclusive that itself clearly sets your understanding, right? That it's not, it's not about the milk at all. It is milk and more. It's milk and more. Yeah, milk and more. Or rather more, more and the milk. (laughs) And the more and the milk. More and the milk, yes. Yeah, Yeah. it's everything and the milk. (laughs) And everything and the milk, yes. So it makes it easier for the mother. So she does not feel the need to kind of um, learn new skills to kind of... um, Um, bring the child into a a more present state or not be in a state which is overwhelmed for the baby it makes a lot of things easier for a mother uh, through breastfeeding and that journey then fulfills her uh, and makes her feel complete in her own aspects of how she's kind of building up her own confidence as a mother because if I understand my baby's cues and I'm able to understand the needs of my child which is um, which sometimes can be extremely complex, you know i don 't understand this person 's uh, needs there There are states in our as an adult we are not able to understand our own partner 's needs sometimes you know how can we how can we cement that at a at a stage that is um, um, so impressionable? the first five years of life through breastfeeding can be um, that pathway can really enhance the the aspect of knowing how. Healthy relationships can be laid Divya. Yeah. so that's one aspect of it i I think I can um, think about conflict resolution, body languaging, uh, virtues and values uh, like you mentioned yeah. kindness yeah. Um, yeah. how can how can we teach the value of kindness through breastfeeding to a child okay. and uh, knowing that there is uh, there are needs again, so that can be met with um, you know the quality of kindness, the compassion that we can bring in um, how do i um how do I learn how to empathize with another human mm. being that yeah. empathy is another, uh, like you, like I always tell you during the film as well, we talked a lot about the film and we realized that the central aspect of that was also about lack of empathy in the world in a yeah. lack of listening. Isn't it just simply yeah. listening to each other is a hard job for us. Yeah. And, uh, that becomes so uh, important and so easy through the breastfeeding part. Uh, The the mother is able to kind of listen to the needs and and small talks, you know, toddlers come, they have a little small talk when they're having breastfeeding, they say, okay, this is what happened in my life. And, you know, small, small needs that they have. And that small talk, the banter that they, the cute banter that they can have as a mother and a child uh, becomes the um, deeper view of what really matters for the child and their growth. And, and on she, that
0: note, yeah. with two teenagers growing, now we are, I have two children in 20s, it is that small banter that never ended, even when breastfeeding ended. Yes. And then it became what happened in school. Then it happened what's happening with my friends. Yes. Hap- then it changed into what's happening in my personal life. Then it changed yes. into my dreams, my college. And yes. even now, you find that uh, the children just come and sit with you um, and socialize. It, it is the substratum of how social interactions take place. Yes. So it's not like you'll have a relationship with your teenager.
1: Yeah, suddenly from it's a nowhere. relationship. End. Yeah.
0: Yes. And it's not like you will ever know the needs, but you've set up a certain um, foundation that even if I don't know your need, you can still trust that I'm here for you. Yes. And that is the human spirit, I think, that breastfeeding is offered. Yes, Uh, also as a pathway of a relationship
1: between a parent and a child. A parent and a child and that that makes it easier for me to try and deal with much later issues that might come up in life where, like you mentioned Divya, uh, the small banter and the small talk is what actually gives us insights into each other. It's never the big things. It's never really the big things. We, We can sit and talk about all formal conversations but it's never really going to give you the heart of the conversation or heart of the issue or part of what I'm feeling in my life unless I go down to that that talk which is like a small talk yeah. right and that starts so beautifully during the interaction of breastfeeding it's um it's again the primal forces that work with us to make it easier for us so if we take the simplicity of breastfeeding then our yeah. perhaps our social structure and our relationship structures and dynamics can make it much more easier uh, and if we can uh, if we can I think those are things and the joys of breastfeeding, you know, La actually brings in mothers' uh, monthly meetings that they have where physically they meet and they interact with each other. They watch each other. All those interactions the social interactions that happen um, teach the joys of breastfeeding rather than the issues of breastfeeding like, you know, you have, um, you know, abscess formation or um, I have plug ducts and um, issues with uh, engorgement. These are, issues that are constantly being chatted in, in breastfeeding yeah. forums today, you know, yeah. uh, much less about the joys of breastfeeding. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. are not measurable, by the way, which are, are not remain. measurable, but profoundly, um, yeah. you know, experiential in nature, profoundly. Yeah. And we experiential. are all seeking that answer. We are We're all, all seeking, seeking it. And that uh, wonderful relationship. Absolutely. And look at the breakdown of that um, perhaps in the last two generations, at least maybe minimum of maybe two generations, where we have led ourselves into today in a state of isolation. Yeah, because we are we we don't know how to connect and we don't we are having issues with conflict resolution across the world, where we're not able to trust the natural forces that work in a human body. And we are having a greatest example of sense of isolation in today's world. And it cannot be more important to have this conversation with you, Divya, today. Yes.
0: Yes, there's a whole other conversation that's buzzing in my mind, but we are going to come back to it, but because it needs its own time and context. And that is about how our bodies are shaped in the presence and the and the movement of that mouth at the mother's breast. Yes. Uh, not just, uh, not just uh, the milk going in, mm. but... You know, you can eat whatever you want, but what what is it going to give you? So we're going to park that conversation for our next um, interaction. Yasmin, I've already got some wonderful ideas and we're going to uh, invite people to write on their comments. For some reason, I'm not re- able to even read the comments. Yet. Yeah, yeah. And I was so so engrossed in, your, uh, in the conversation with you. Uh, anyways, so this is us on Talking Tuesday. And like always, every week we think of interesting things to talk of and come back to you so please stay tuned in on our social um uh, uh, handle and also write in your comments if you have any for some reason i can't read them and uh it's always always a pleasure talking to you yasmin i know how many 20 years we've been talking now
1: yeah i guess so yes and uh conversations can't end yeah like it picks up so i'm like so excited about what we are going to be kind of talking at some point about how the body shapes through breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, you know, as you were talking, I said, we haven't even touched upon that. And that it's not, you know, we know how bodies are shaped in the womb by by the movement, the thought of the mother, the input of the mother. And then how does it change with the flick of a switch? It's a continuity. And then it continues at the breast. So breastfeeding is definitely a parenting pathway. And there is food. Let's say it that way. Yeah, and so thank you so much for being here with us, Yasmin. This was wonderful.
1: Lovely, lovely. Thank you so much, Divya. I had lots of fun talking to you too.
0: Thank you, everybody. Keep tuning in to My Child First. Uh, you can see a recording of this if you want to revisit it at, on our Instagram page. And um, may you all have a wonderful year. Bye-bye.